Uh, welcome to Preach Kev Preach. That's Pastor Kevin Kev. Here with another sermon, another episode. I'm here with my boy Ryan Quarles, man. How you doing today, man? Pretty good, man. How you doing, man? Doing good. We're here on this episode come out Thursday, but here Halloween night. I see all the trick-or-treaters out. <laughs> I almost I'm gonna hit these kids. They act like um <laughs> they act like they don't see the car. <laughs> No, they they better. <laughs> I know that much. <laughs> hopefully they got. Hopefully they with some family and friends, man. If they not old enough, y'all make sure y'all be safe out there, though. For real. All right, so we're gonna talk about expectations and and you know like some sometimes you know whatever whatever it is you know whether it's a high expectation, low expectation, you know whether you, you know whether you meet that. Uh, for example, you know Derek Carr after after the Raiders went what twelve and four that one year, expectation was like so high we thought it was gonna you know go to the playoffs, maybe a Super Bowl team, and then they wind up being, you know, one of the worst teams in the league. Yep. So we're going to talk about these tra- these trades, NFL trades, and talk about, like, why you know, who we think won the trades and what we expect. Um, I'm, I'm going to start with uh, Demarius Thomas. Uh, he got traded to the Houston Texans. Uh, they lost Will Fuller on the ACL in that Thursday night football game. I think, I think they got uh, the Texans. The Broncos got a fourth round and a seventh round back. So what are your thoughts on the Demarius Thomas? My thought was the Texans definitely got to steal because just all you said, uh, it's gonna hurt them, you know, in, in the long run. With Will Fuller, he, he was out towards a uh, tour in ACL, but definitely uh, that was one of my favorite trades. You know, Deshaun Washington gets a new favorite target. Well, not a favorite target because we all know, <laughs> we all know who his favorite target is. But his second, at least second favorite target. So he definitely gonna feel in the the, the footsteps of uh, Will Fuller. Now, do you think it's a problem that they went after Demarius Thomas instead of a, you know, more of a deep threat guy? Because like Demarius Thomas, he used to go deep threat, but you know, age now he more of a, you know, mid midfield midfield guy. And I just, I just trying to see like what kind of fit I guess it will be. Well, you know, the 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 better the targets, the more the targets. Excuse me, the more the targets, the better it is the offense. So I feel like you know over with time, um, that OC and uh, Deshaun Watson, you know, they get on the same page or whatnot. Right, and I, I expect I expect this this move really helps um, helps Watson and and D Hop more than than Thomas. Um, yeah, no doubt. Especially because now, I mean, Thomas as a number two receiver, uh, not many no not many teams have a a great a good number two corner. Yeah, so no I, doubt. So he so you really you really can't double you know you really can't double D Hop and and Thomas and, Thomas and, by himself. Hey, Houston is getting a a, a former first round pick, so. Hey man, like I said, Taysom got a fourth and a seventh, like you said. You know he's thirty years old, but you know he still balls out. Right, and I said, see, it's, it's, a up, it's a definitely upgrade from Case Keenum. Not knocking Case Keenum at all, but you know we all know Deshaun Watson is up and coming. Oh yeah, uh, Case Keenum, he hasn't really done anything this year, man. <laughs> um, he, he got he got paid, so you know how that go. Oh yeah, <laughs> he always lay down. Uh, let's move on to let's see the the Jag, uh the Rams. They got Dante Fowler, pass rusher. Uh, I think hit you know his time was pretty much up in Jacksonville. He was what I mean. I think he was like maybe the first, the first he pick was, of that of that defense. He was actually third, third overall pick. Yeah, I, I mean like you know like the, the first the first guy like on that team as far before they became th- this this great defense. Um, you know before yeah, they yeah, got yeah. Ra- all, all them guys. Um, I think they got they got a third round this year and a fifth round next year. 
And to me, um, this probably to me was the best trade. I, I'm thinking of what the Rams needed. And yes, they got Sue and, and Donald up the middle. Man. But somebody on the edge now? That's yeah, no. No doubt, man. Uh, I just hope, you know, Dante Fowler time, it really didn't pan out, man. He was he was uh somewhat of a disappointed first round pick, and I think, you know, he tore his ACL and it was a lot of off field issues that, mm-hmm. you know, he didn't really overcome. So hopefully this will give him a new breath fresh and breath air, you know, for him to get in LA. So who doesn't want to go from LA? He a lucky guy though. He's going from beach to beach. So <laughs> Yeah, yeah. He really he, he, he real lucky about that because the way the Jaguars going, and it might not make the playoffs. And you got, oh yeah, no doubt. They might got, have an early. They might have an early first round pick next year. Yeah, now you, it, yeah. At, at this rate, yeah, now he's on eight no team with like like you said, really no pressure because I mean Sue and Donald getting all the attention, and yeah. even even if Fowler not not the first round pick that his you know he was drafted as, if he can just play solid football, one, he get a lot of one on one matchups and he has to win those matchups. Yeah, no doubt. He definitely have to stay healthy though, and and long as like I said, as long as he keep his head clean. Um, he should be pretty good, man. It's just like you said, they they stacked across the board. So, you know, he just got to do what he got to do to yes. get it done. Scary. Um, moving on to the Eagles. They made a trade. I thought they would go for a running back, but they got a receiver, and they got Golden Tate for a third-round pick. He's a free agent at the end of the season, so I guess they're going to borrow him for this year. I, I don't know if they're going to bring him back. I don't know his, his price tag. But yeah. – Man, I was so glad I got that update because I wanted his behind out of Detroit. <laughs> I did not – I didn't want my Minnesota team to go see him again. He, he kills us every time. And I was just about to say, that was actually probably um, – that and the Ha Dixon trade, um, the Golden Tate was probably definitely one of my favorites. Probably – yeah, I would say probably about number one. Um, giving Wentz more targets and, you know, the the, the offense is going to just expand. I hope it don't take away from my boy Alshon Jeffrey because I got him on I got him on my fantasy team, but they got they're gonna have to uh, double team one of them. So I'm hoping they're just gonna double team Golden Tate, leave my boy Alshon in the end zone wide open, single coverage, and we all know how Alshon is single coverage. So yeah, that was that was definitely my favorite trade. Oh yeah, and they're going going to Golden Tate like <laughs> you were saying about defending team. I got Jeffrey and Galladay, so I was kind of happy and sad at the same time because I needed. Cause now Galladay got got his targets now, but yeah, Jeffrey no go down. But yeah, for this for this move, the real life aspect, man, for a pass heavy team, I mean, why not get more pass for, uh, catchers? You got Ertz balling out, looking like the best tight end in football. You know, Alshon yeah. getting back into the groove after his uh, his uh, injury, and Nelson Aguilar, who I thought you know was I thought they was pretty content as a third receiver, but now I mean you know third uh, option. Now you add in Golden Tate, that that makes that offense so scary. So scary, and, yeah, and no doubt, and, and, and just like you were saying, I, I thought you know there was a lot of reports uh, the first couple of weeks that they was gonna go after Le'Veon, give him a, either a second or third round. That's what I really thought they was gonna do. Seeing as you know their backfield being kind of shaky, you had Corey Clement, you had Smallwood who I got in fantasy, and then you had Dan Sproles who didn't play, who don't play very much due to a hamstring. So yeah, it was a lot of uncertainties and unquestions in the backfield. So you know I would love to seen Le'Veon. Definitely uh, in a different part of Pennsylvania because, you know, my favorite team is the Baltimore Ravens that we see twice a year. But, <laughs> hey, it is what it is. We got him this week, and it's going to be our last time seeing it because he, he ain't back in Baltimore. He ain't back in uh, Pittsburgh. Right. Yeah, I mean, that, that goes into – and the Eagles, man, they, they have a pretty tough schedule to end out the season. But, I mean, Carson Wentz, it, like, it's just Carson Wentz, he just, he just too great. Now he got another – I think, I think one, you know, I want to say a top-ten receiver, but 
top twenty, top twenty five receiver added yeah. with another top twenty five receiver, Jeffrey. That's a that's a great receiving core. No doubt. I knew uh in the off season in the offseason, the Eagles had got kind of like a steal when they signed Mike Wallace. But you know, he broke his leg yeah. in like week two. So, you know, I think they was really trying to um, replace, replace that. Mike yeah. Wallace as much as possible. So yeah, yeah. Most that's a that's a better upgrade. <laughs> Getting, uh, going oh, to take. Of course. <laughs> of course. Of course. Moving on to your what you said, the high Clinton Dixon one. That that oh, actually yeah. was a kind of surprise. Um, yeah, most definitely. Well, third or four, I think it was a fourth round pick. Now you're talking about him and D- DJ Swearinger. Oh my God, that's two two Pro Bowlers. Didn't didn't Swearinger make the Pro Bowl? From my understanding, I I, I, so. I think he did. He's one he's one of the years he uh right been there. But he he's been Swearinger been on a tear this season for the Redskins, oh, yeah. especially how good that defense was. You know, the big guys from Alabama in the front. Now you got two guys in the back. Oh man, this. Yeah. Oh, he's a he's a he's a game cop. That's how that's how we oh, do yeah. it. Oh uh, yeah, you know we yeah, it, baby. Yeah, man, Swearinger and and Hall Clinton Dix. That's that's probably. I mean, you can obviously that's the top three, top four safety duo in the game already. Yeah, they no, ain't played a game no, yet. No doubt. I haven't seen much of the Redskins play this year, but I heard you know they was kind of off and on. But I heard their defense actually was playing pretty well. And so the addition of Ha Ha, who that's just like you said, that second day is 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 gonna get crazy for the Redskins. And right, we didn't even mention Josh Norman on the outside. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. With with Josh Norman, yeah, yeah. So yeah, that's that's gonna be crazy, actually. But it, you know, they in the tough in, in, NFC, and um, you know, at this rate, anybody can pull it out. Whoever gets hot at the right time, anybody mm-hmm. can pull it out of the NFC. Then let's talk about another uh, Packers just trading away players. They they traded Tom Montgomery to your Baltimore Ravens. They did. Um, they did. I, I'm very interested to see how we're gonna use them. Um, I would like to see my 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 thought is my think is I think we're gonna use them. Um, my idea, excuse me. I think we're gonna use them like we tried to use uh, Danny Woodhead uh, last year. Uh, of course, you know Danny Woodhead can stay healthy. Um, so I feel like, like I said, we're gonna we're gonna do a lot with them. Mix them up with a little Lamar Jackson. Fool a couple folks like we always do. And I think we're pretty good. I, we got it for steals, like it was seven round pick in two thousand twenty. Mm-hmm. That was that was they gave them away basically. Yeah, so. gave, gave them away, and then like even if it don't work out, it's not it's not gonna cost you know it don't it doesn't cost y'all a lot. I was exactly. I really was worried. I mean, like wondering about it, like you know, because you got John Brown, Crab, Snead. The offense is looking good. Yeah. Now the running yeah. game, the running game, you know, Bug Allen and Collins, they go back and forth showing that they yeah. can be they can be you know a top running back, and then the other games they. They don't. They show that they can be a bottom running back. So I, so I hope Tom Montgomery can, you know, either spark them or you know take over the, you know, take over the backfield. So that's yeah. It's very uh yeah. I, it's very um, inconsistent at times. That's why, like I said, it was um a low risk, high reward definitely for Tom Montgomery to come to the Ravens. So hopefully he can give us that spark because we definitely gonna need it uh, from here on. Dropping the last what two out of three games that games we should have won and. Just a lot going on, man. John Harbaugh know he on a high seat though, so <laughs> he better win some games or or um, Bashadi gonna clean that clean the house. All right, so, bef- so before we move on, I want to uh, talk about Amari Cooper to Dallas and that first round pick. At first, I thought about it. And I-, I heard some you know some sports shows and got my-, my my thought process changed a little bit. That that first round pick and if you see if you see was in this draft. It's not that many receivers. Uh, I yeah. think it's a couple got a guy from Ole Miss. It's like a lower class guy that's supposed to be, you know, top, you no know, top uh, first round. Fair Cooper, not Fair Cooper. Damn, Debo. <laughs> yeah, Debo. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, I'm, I'm still still in the game cup, but uh, Debo. <laughs> not to mention the bad boy from Alabama. Right. Yeah. So it, it's a, it's a lot of options, but it's like 
how many guys are going to be Cooper? Uh, yeah. And Cooper's only 24 years old. So he's still a very young, very young receiver. And this, this class is more of a, you know, a D-line class and a, a linebacker class, and Cowboys don't need that. So I kind of see why this first-round pick doesn't really mean anything, I guess, to the Cowboys. And yeah. I, I I really think this more for Zeke than it is for, um, for Dak and Cooper. Well, yeah, I guess, you know, on paper, I guess the more the more weapons you have, um, you know, you always have to you know notify each other on defense that Amari Cooper is, is aware, you know, he's on the field basically. But you know, uh, after his after his rookie year, man, we just haven't we just haven't have heard much from Amari Cooper, man. I was reading something the other day. Uh he was like top five and leading the leagues in drop balls and I just don't know is he if he gonna take that offense to a whole nother level that the Cowboy fans and organization think he is. But and I would have never gave up no first round pick for no Amari Cooper. He cool, I understand. He 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 young, but like I said, Golden Tate third round and then Amari Cooper for the first round. Oh no, I'm 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 good on that. I'm oh yeah, that. I I think that's that's more of the age. Um, yeah, it, it had to be. Yeah, I, I it had I, to be. I, I hope so. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, but we always we uh you know how the Cowboys is, man. They always they always find something to mess it up or whatever the situation <laughs> may be. So yeah, that's how they be. All right, so let's go. Keep on moving on my expectations. Let's go into the Cleveland drama, man. Um, and both both teams, Cleveland Cavs and the Cleveland Browns. Um, I guess we start with the Cavs. They fired Tyron Lue after going zero six. Yeah. And my thing is, I'm I mean, what do they expect? Right. And and I'm on the same row. I'm like uh um Dan Gilbert. I just I'm I'm not a you said the Browns or the other okay okay oh yeah Dan Gilbert yeah after after he trashed my boy Braun with the letter I never was a um a fan of well I wasn't a fan of him from the jump but I never I definitely was a fan of Dan Gilbert, Dan Gilbert then but you know LeBron had to go back to do what he do so you know it took a lot of guts to do to go back you know to back home to with LeBron. To you know, win the boys' championships, but yeah, I don't, I don't know what he thought uh, the Cleveland Cavaliers going to do. It was a lot of uncertainties, of course. They had a lot of, they still got a lot of uh, good players on their on their roster, but you know, trying to feel that LeBron, um, trying to feel that LeBron mode, it was going to take definitely what more than six games. So I don't know, yeah, I don't know what he thought he was going to expect the first six games, but yeah, yeah, definitely. I I didn't I didn't like it, especially now that Kevin Love's out for a month. Right. Um. Yeah. You really. I mean, the the roster is not. It's not good. Uh, yeah. It was really shocking that LeBron. LeBron really took this team to the finals. Yeah. Yeah. He did. Cause he did. I'm looking. I'm looking. I'm looking at the roster. I see that boy Seti is is he is balling. Yeah. Colin Sexton and stuff, but I just don't see this roster really. You can't really blame Ty Lue for being on six. Yeah. No doubt. And then I heard today, you know, Cal Coven and um, Cal Coven, J.R. Smith are gonna get their minutes uh reduced. So. I don't know who gonna step up for him. Just like you said, I'm a real big fan of Seti Osman. Um, he really can hoop. I'm a big fan of Rodney Hood. Um, I yeah. want to see Rodney. I want to see Rodney Hood get more minutes last year. I was advocating that all postseason. I, I just don't understand why you got a six eight guard um, on the bench. I, I I just don't understand that. And and you know I'm not quick to throw Jr. in in the fire or whatnot. But Jr. wasn't producing at all. And mm-hmm. I just didn't understand why he kept going with Jr. when Rodney Hood was on the bench. So, I mean, I don't, I, I, I still don't understand that. So when I see Tyloo, I'm definitely gonna ask my boy, what was up with that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because then like Jr. Smith and Kyle Cole, they're more, they're more LeBron James type of players. 
Now, now that he's gone, yeah, Sadie and Rodney, they can, they can put him at two and three because I see the starting lineup and it, it, it still brings six off the bench. Uh, if I'm the Cavs, if you're going to fire, you know, Tyron Lue, you might as well let um Colin Sexton start. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. I'm a that was actually that's actually my favorite guard coming out the draft. Um, Colin Sexton, I accidentally he has the title like Russell Westbrook. Uh, I was a big fan of him when he was at Alabama. Want to see him and Braun team up for at least a year, but as you know, I didn't get that chance. So you know, it's it's all good, all right? And let's talk about the Browns because I'm sitting here thinking you fire Hugh Jackson after be and Todd Haley, it's like 20, yeah, 20 30 no minutes doubt. apart from each other. Um, the two which we saw, which we saw hard knocks, they went on the same yeah, page from the from, jump, from, from the jump, <laughs> from the training yeah. camp. That that is true. When they brought him in, I didn't think that was a good move. From the, uh, when he brought Haley in, just because of the personality, yeah. and Haley's more of a Haley. You know, Haley was a head coach before, so I, I feel like he still he still got that right. in his you know in his in his mind in his mode. Right. Yeah, and and I actually I thought he was gonna come in. You know, they brought weapons around him. Uh, Juice came in, uh, Jarvis Landry. I thought he was gonna mold uh, Baker. What got the tight end, young and tight Joku. end, and I actually thought it was gonna be pretty good, especially what he did with um. With Pittsburgh uh, last year, but you know Pittsburgh was advocating for him get to out of there, <laughs> fight, which he did. Yeah, so you know they say he's not a people's person, so I, I I'm definitely starting to see you know that trade away. The thing about Hugh is like I understand that he you know got the worst record probably all time or whatever. I think it was three thirty six and one, and yeah, it was something and I'm like, yeah. okay, you really can't count the first. He walked into a situation horrible, and yeah. then you know, the next year they were zero sixteen. But this year, two and five right. and one, and they competed in every single game. And yep. you can you can argue, and, and one of and and they are uh, leading the the NFL in takeaways on defense, and they're the only team with the losing record doing that. And on top of yep. that, they should have beat Pittsburgh week one. Um, should have, damn sure should have. They lost to the Saints because the kick, kick can't make a field goal. Lost to the Bucks in overtime. Bucks Raiders in overtime. In overtime. Yep. So I mean, they could have been five. We could have seen but five and two or five and three right now. And, and I hate to mention it, but they beat my Ravens, and I was sick. <laughs> oh man, I was sick. That you know, you always got to take advantage of the AFC North division right. games. You always got to do that. And for us to beat Pittsburgh and then go drop a game to Cleveland, you know, I understand that they better or whatnot, but that's still that's still unacceptable from from the Baltimore. Yeah. So what I'm thinking is they just didn't like Hugh Jackson because what did it? How much did they expect him to win? Or like you, yeah. you, when you played Drew Brees, Big Ben twice, you played Joe Flacco, you played Phillip Rivers. What kind of record do you yeah. do you expect you know your, your team to have, especially when you come out of an 16 season? So I never, I, I don't, yeah. I don't get the decision, especially to fire Haley and Hugh Jackson. I maybe one of yeah. them, but then to make Greg Williams the interim head coach, who we all know he's crazy. Like I, I, I don't know. And then they, they got um. Yeah. Freddie Kitchens, uh, as the offensive coordinator, he gonna call the plays now. He's they said he was a former former uh, running back in Freddie the NFL. Kitchens, yeah, he's a uh, and he also <laughs> um he's he's on that Bruce Arian tree. So he was with that Cardinals team when they was you know Carson Palmer and they was you know going to the Super Bowl and stuff. So I guess they I'm I'm thinking of an aired out you know aired out system is what is what I'm thinking. Yeah. So we'll we'll see if Baker can handle that. Because uh, I mean Browns, I, I, I don't I don't know what they expect Hugh Jackson to do. I. Under, be undefeated, you can't really expect that after being over 16. Yeah, and, and just the, the harp on what you said, I mean, Steelers tie, Saints only lost by three points, Jets they beat, Raiders they lost by three, 
my Ravens, they they beat us, of course. Chargers is the only really team that blew them out, and the Steelers last week, just like you said, I mean, they they in the ball game. That's at least you know all you can ask uh, due to your situation. But uh, yeah, they were just trying to get some turmoil out that um out that building. Sound like man, John Dorsey. We're gonna see what uh, he come up with, man. You know they're trying to get the uh, Baker O O C from uh oh yeah Lincoln Riley. Lincoln Riley, yeah. So that's definitely in the talks. So they're trying to compare that situation to Jared Goff's situation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so. I, I, I'll say this: this whoever gets the head coaching job, the best situation they've any any other Browns head coach has walked into. All right, so we're gonna move into our uh, contenders and pretenders talk. So we're gonna go through the NFC and the AFC. Uh, discuss, you know, discuss who's who we think contenders right now and may have through the season and who the pretenders are. Um, so with the AFC, uh, my list, you know, it's not it's not that very it's not that very long, but for contenders, of course, you know, I think the Patriots, the Chargers, Chiefs, uh, who else I'm missing? Uh, Pittsburgh and the Ravens as my contenders, and for my pretenders, yeah. I'm leaving I'm leaving off the Texans. Um, yes, you know, they won five in a row. Probably gonna make it six this weekend, but I am not a believer in Bill O'Brien. I think he's one of the worst head coaches in football. I think his talent is his talent. His team is over. Is like the reason why he's you no know, he's winning, like yeah. you know, having a great defense and having Watson. I think he's he just he's not a good coach. I I don't think he he's gonna he's the guy that's gonna take them take them to the you know to the promised land. Also got Jacksonville yeah. as a pretender only because man, long as Blake Bortles is the quarterback. I do not believe in that team winning the Super Bowl. I'm gonna have to stop, oh, right stop here. <laughs> I, I I I still have plenty of faith in Jacksonville. Yeah, they three and five right now. Defense not playing too well. Black Borders look uh, god awful. But you know they they without a big piece in Atlanta Fournette, which he should be back in two weeks. They have a bye this week, so he should be back in two weeks. Now, how they play, you know, with you know they are that is the, his team. So how they play when Fournette get back. Um, I think they definitely gonna he's gonna bring everybody back together and they're gonna start winning football game. So I, I do believe that um they end up winning in the AFC South. So definitely. I mean my only thing about Jacksonville is like you know sometimes you, you stuck with somebody, whether whether it's at the yeah. job or whatever it is, and they had the <laughs> you had the perfect opportunity to get out from Blake Bortles. And yeah. I'm surprised Tom Coughlin kept him. Uh and the, like, the team, I, I mean, you could have bring the Browns got Tyrod for a third round. Um, assuming because you know y'all, the Ravens, you know y'all drafted Lamar Jackson. I assume at some and, point and, Flacco was available. And listen, and I was about to back you up to go back to the draft. I was surprised when Jacksonville passed on Lamar Jackson. I actually thought that they was gonna be interested in Jackson. But hey, you you know I'm not complaining. I'm <laughs> glad right. Right. And old action Jackson that came to Baltimore. But yeah, I definitely thought um that they had a shot at well they did have a shot because they was before us um in in when we moved back to get our trade. But um yeah I, I totally agree with you on Blake Borders man but I, I but at the same token uh, I do believe that their defense um is good enough to where you know, of course, when I asked him to go put up no Tom Brady and Roger numbers. So I do think their defense with the running game with Linda Fournette back healthy, only healthy, I think he'll bring them to the promised land. And uh, you know, they'll definitely win the AFC uh South and make the playoffs. All right. Do do you think you think Colts can be you think Colts can be a contender if they the the way the way they looking, they looking good. I I'm not a believer in them, but yeah, maybe maybe a year off, but 
they they looking really good too. Yeah, they looking real good, and uh, and I I can guarantee you, I bet they wish uh, Marlon Mack had started off healthy because right now his last two oh, weeks, yeah. especially on that fantasy, he's he's a monster. So, but yeah, I definitely think man, they they probably about a year or two off, having having uh, been able to watch Andrew Luck too much. Uh, but I heard he's playing pretty well. Um, but yeah, I see they one and two at home, two and three on the road, conference two and four. Yeah, they all on a two game winning streak. Um, so, but I do think, like I said, Jackson, Jacksonville is definitely about to start winning some football games. Um, uh, can never count out Tennessee Titans, uh, Houston Texans five and three right now. So yeah, uh, no, I'm not a believer in, in, uh, and one more pretender, the, them Cincinnati Bengals, then, oh, oh gosh, they, they, they act like they want to be good. And then they always, they always, uh, I don't know if you listen to like, um, Matthew Barry or Phil Yates on the Fantasy Football uh, podcast, but they always say like Cincinnati Bengals all they do is bone you. They just they yeah, they nah, they act yeah. like they're good, and all of a sudden they just flat out just. I'm, I'm, and I'm talking about it. It never fails. They 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 win 10, 11, 12 games in regular season, and then they get to that first round of playoffs, and it's like <laughs> you could tell nobody had no experience. It's just it's god off actually. And for some reason, my Ravens, we having some tough times. It used to be we have tough times, you know, head back and forth with the, with the Steelers. But Bengals, they they definitely got our number right now. But we got them in, we got them in, uh, I believe, about two, three weeks. Or maybe the week after we uh, take our bye in week 10. But, yeah, we definitely going to have to start beating them because um, we don't have too much room for air right now. Losing the last, dropping the last two right. games. So. Yeah, let's go on to the NFC. Um uh, the West of the NBA. <laughs> yeah, well, basically that's how it is. Now, my pretender list. Now, you might. I, I know you're gonna have some feet. You're gonna have. You got some uh, knockback on this one. For my pretender list. Uh, I have. I had the Redskins talking about earlier. Um, I just don't think the off. They they have they can run the ball right now. Agent Peterson. I don't know how long that's yeah. gonna last. Um, Agent Peterson. That's, yeah. that's my guy. But um, they have no pass catchers, and they they didn't make any moves for that. Um, the, in the trade deadline. And Alex Smith checked down Charlie. I just don't see how they, how they can how they can you know get, win enough games to be to be a, to consider a, a Super Bowl contender. I, I say the Eagles are a pretender, and that's because it's just so hard to repeat. Um, yeah. So that's kind of why, I, like, they'll be there, but they won't be there at the same time. Because, like you say, it's 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 too hard. You you rarely you rarely see that the Cowboys in the nineties, Patriots in 03, 04, uh who who was repeated? Uh, the Broncos in the ni- late nineties. So you 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 really you really see it, um, yeah. and I think the the two NFC North teams I think one of them will get in, and that's Packers and the Bears. The reason the, oh you got the you got the you got the Packers getting in uh, they they might it is it, it just depends on how it go um, but I think so no no Vikings as, as, no I'm talking about as, I mean I think all three I think all three can make it and it, it, it just really depends but I I didn't think the Panthers going to be this good um, this early but. Uh, I think Packers and Bears are pretenders just because the Bears haven't played. I mean, the Bears played Patriots and they almost they almost beat them, but it was at home. Yeah, but they did. outside of that, I mean, they play they playing the, a four play schedule. So that's what that's San Francisco. Uh, you know, they're playing they're playing NFC West. So that's Seattle, San Francisco, and the Cardinals. Then they're playing mm-hmm. then they're playing the AFC East. So Jets, Bills, and then also Dolphins, which they blew it, uh, and then. They have a four play schedule, so I feel like the schedule is too easy, and that's why you know the why they're winning games and they get into the playoffs and like you said they're going through that gauntlet. I don't see I don't see a scenario when 
if they, you know, win the wild card game, let's say they beat, let's say they beat the Vikings in the wild card. I don't see them going mm-hmm. to to New Orleans next week and beat them, and then going to see the Rams in the conference championship, uh, conference championship game and beat them. So I think I think the Bears are a pretender. The offense is looking good right now, but like I said, they're not really playing nobody. So when I, when I see them play division games and you know see you know see some harder teams, then I I might get on the bandwagon. But for not, right now, I think they're pretenders. And the Packers, they just got Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, they they do, but hey, listen, man, I am never counting out Aaron Rodgers. Oh, yeah, and, and, right. I, I, and I believe this would be um, the first year they uh, wouldn't have made it to the playoffs. So, like I said, I, I'm a, I'm gonna go with that. Uh, I do feel like I feel like it's only two teams gonna make it out there. Well, ah, it's it, it's a close race. Like you said, the Bears, Vikings, the Packers, all of them. I mean, you still can't count out Detroit Lions. Um, yeah, uh, either. So, uh, I'm gonna definitely go with the Vikings. Um, Ah, it's it's tough. It's tough. It's tough. And if I had to pick right now, I'd I'd go with the Bears and Vikings. I don't see I don't see three um teams making out there. Seeing this that 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 NFC South, you're gonna have three you're gonna have three teams that make it out there. So um yeah, I don't see three teams making out NFC North. Well yeah, I, I didn't I didn't know well I'm glad Atlanta fell off so they, it's gonna be hard for them to come back. I think uh, I'm not really trusting Bucks. The Panthers, I did not. Now I did not see them being a. I, I put them on my contender list. I didn't. Yeah. I thought they would be pretenders, but they coming out and what they did against y'all, that shocked the mess out of me. Uh, oh man, who are you telling? Me? Hey, listen here. I'm I'm at the game. I'm I'm on the five yard line at the game, and it was just. I mean, after my Ravens. You know, drove down down the field. Uh, the first drive, oh, it was all Panthers after that in every aspect: offense, defense, special teams. It was god awful. The Panthers did exactly what they wanted to against us, and that was really uncharacteristic, especially on my defense. Oh yeah. man, we don't we don't play like that every week. So, Can't, and then I yeah, see um, I see some stat lines, and I'm looking at the stats. Cam Newton is playing way better than his MVP season. Way and it's yeah. like not even close of how how efficient he is this year. He's completing like over sixty three percent of his passes, and he never does that. So it, I talked and I and I told them boys, man, my favorite receiver coming out of the draft this year uh, was DJ Moore. Man, they got DJ Moore. My Ravens passed on him, which uh, I I didn't really agree with, man. But DJ Moore, man, he is a dog. And I just knew, man, when you get comfortable with everything, he started off a little rocky, man. But you know, he's he's. To me, in a couple of weeks, he's definitely gonna be the best receiver uh, on that roster. Um, so yeah, I love DJ Moore, man. Like I said, he was a dog in college, so I'm definitely I'm waiting to see him progress in that offense, you know, and get more comfortable and whatnot. And, and then for the rest of my contenders, you know, the, the regular guys, you know, Vikings, Saints, I got um, the, of course the Rams, and um, who else I'm missing? Um, is that it? Yeah, I think that's it. Yeah, yeah, Panthers, uh, Panthers. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Now, as of right now. Who do you think would be in the Super Bowl? If yeah, if yeah, if I if I don't make you pick right now, who you got coming out of the NFC and not the AFC? Uh right now. Right now, okay. Right now, it'll definitely be Kansas City for the AFC. And for the NFC, I'm gonna have to go with the the New Orleans Saints. I'm gonna have the Saints. Drew Drew Brees is playing lights out right now. Um I don't we get to see a Saints and Panthers game sometime coming Saints up? Saints Panthers uh coming up soon. Saints and Rams this weekend. 
Saints and Raiders. It's, it's some it's good a, football yeah, it's being some, played. It's some great games. Um, who, yeah. who? What was your prediction at the beginning of the season? Like, who? Do you, who did you have in the Super Bowl then? Oh well, of course. And the, and the prediction is my Ravens, and probably uh, I would say probably the Vikings, man, because I was a big fan of Kirk Cousins getting around all that talent. Um, you know, which I'm still not counting out, but uh, you know, their defense. Uh, I guess simmer down. And we a look, bit, man. I thought defense, we a little banged up. Um, we a little yeah, banged up. I thought, yeah. I thought the defense was gonna be a little bit more stout than what they what they were. But um, and uh, of course we can't forget about the L.A. Rams because we seen what kind of uh, man acquisitions they made in the all season. So yeah, <laughs> I already knew what time. I it predicted. Was. So yeah, probably probably the probably the um, I would have loved to seen the Saints. I would love to see the Saints and the Rams. You know, if this would been an off season, you know, in the NFC. Uh, championship game, um, but yeah, definitely. Drew Brees looks good. Cam looks good. You can't count the Falcons out until the postseason. Um, so yeah, it's gonna be interesting. But yeah, definitely my Ravens too, man. We we finally put some some pieces around Flacco. Um, we returned everybody on defense. Um, we finally got some some catching tight ends. <laughs> right, and uh, I'm still not counting on my Ravens, man. We just gotta we just gotta be more consistent, man. So these next these next two weeks for us is, is gonna tell a lot. It's a lot on our season this this these next two weeks. Yeah, uh I, before the season I predicted um I, I'm I'm a big I'm a big fan of the Chargers. I think they when when Joy Bosa come back, you're gonna see that defense turn up. Yeah. Uh, so I had Chargers versus my Vikings. Um but now we don't make it. Um I would love to see I would love to see um the Chargers versus Breeze. Um, because like you know, char- he was on the breeze. I mean, he was on the Chargers back in the day, and like you know, the NFL loves storylines. The AFC, is yeah, I mean, I don't. I, I really, I really like I say the NFL is so close. I don't see no kind of, no no kind of um clear cut guy. Even though how good the Rams, the Chiefs are, I feel like everybody's yeah. it's right there, pages right there, and it's, it's gonna it's gonna be a wild one. Yeah, just like you said, even without the Chargers, even without Joey Buster, the Chargers are still five and two. Um, sitting pretty. Philip Rivers is letting it real. Oh, yeah. Uh, Mel- they get Melvin Gordon back this week. Um, so, yeah, like I said, definitely can't count them out. Definitely can't count them out. So. But uh, not the rest, of, not the rest, of, but it's going to be some interesting uh, December and January football on both sides. Oh, yeah. Sides. It's going it's, it's to be great. I appreciate you for joining me today, man. We got no problem, man. I appreciate you having me, man. I'm definitely, definitely got to do this. Oh, yeah. This oh, yeah. Man. So make sure y'all know expectations, man. I'm really interested to see how Demarius Thomas and Mario Cooper pans out. I, I really want to see if Dallas can take the next step, and I want to see. I'm glad D Hop can't get double. That that's really that's really my worry. But I got D Hop on a couple fantasy teams. I couldn't have my man get double teamed like that. And that's all you worry about. You worry about that fantasy. <laughs> but I don't blame you, man. Because in one of my leagues, man, I I picked up Le'Veon at number three. So you already in this a fourteen team PPR. So I know so you're struggling. You know, I, I know you're struggling. <laughs> Yeah, I'm hurting on that end. So, hey, Le'Veon, man, if you listening, hurry back, man, so I can win this phone call. <laughs> I appreciate it, bro. <laughs> no problem. You better preach it. You better preach it. Say it. Say it.